your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. Hope everybody had a happy and healthy holiday season. Was on a little bit of a break uh, because of it, but uh, we are back with the final uh, week of 2020 and the final weeks of shows in that in this odd and crazy year. And uh, we know that next year is going to bring hockey. And what happened in uh, the brief hiatus that I took from last week? The schedule came out. So we'll be looking over the schedule. Very interesting. Uh, was not anticipating. I don't. I didn't hear anything. I don't remember hearing anything that the schedule was going to be in this kind of grouped scheduling, like baseball, where you're playing the same team multiple times in a row. I never saw anything about that. Um, but that's what we got. So we'll talk about the Avalanche schedule in particular. Look at some critical dates that the NHL had released in terms of. Free agency period, the Kraken draft, uh, things like that, the the uh, trade deadline. Uh, we will also look at a new rule that the NHL has implemented, one that probably has sh- or should have been in play for a long period of time uh, and in particular would have come in handy just two seasons ago for the Avalanche. And we will get to that momentarily so first things first follow the show on social media outlets on twitter l-o-p-n underscore avalanche on instagram search for locked on avalanche and send any questions comments concerns to locked on avalanche at gmail.com what do you think of this schedule let me know uh i do want to start quick with the world juniors which are underway team canada is doing what we thought they would do. Team USA, one and one right now. Uh, The prospects on, uh, well, Team USA, Drew Hellison had the game winner (laughs) in an 11-0 game. He scored the first goal, which I believe was his only point of that day. On Team Canada, completely dismantled Team Germany, 16-2. And the three Avalanche players on Team Canada had a pretty good day. Justin Barron, two assists. Alex Newhook, two goals and one assist. Bowen Byram, one assist. And I don't think they've changed another possible assist, which he was not granted. Uh, Word was that people were thinking like they, they might switch that. I don't know if they have. I don't know if they haven't. It doesn't really matter. Uh, they a 16 to two game <clears throat> Byron was in on the play or whatever. I mean, he, he, he played pretty well, gave up a couple bad turnovers, but recovered very nicely. And that's what you want to see, um, on a defender <clears throat> who misplays the puck, how back, how quick he gets back and t- kind of, to kind of, uh, take control of the play again. And he, he did it. So, I mean, it's not much of a challenge for them. And then they went on. Uh, as I'm recording this, they just beat Finn. No, 
Let me see real quick. They beat uh, – it was a closer game. It was in Slovakia, 3-1, to one, and none of those guys pitched in a point. So it is that is what it is, but they are uh, uh, a loaded team, and those three guys are uh, part of the reason why. All right. Um, the return to play schedule is out. And like I said – I was not aware that this this is like a baseball schedule. You are playing teams multiple times every single time. There is not a game where you are playing one team and then your next game you're playing somebody else. Most of the games are grouped in twos. So you are playing and they start the season in or excuse me, against St. Louis in Colorado. So those are your first two games of the season. St. Louis back to back. They are not the last two games of the season. I really thought maybe they would do that, have Colorado and, and St. Louis or even Colorado and Minnesota, the other teams that are normally in the Avalanche division. I thought they might have them finish out the season against one of those two teams, but they don't. They finish against Los Angeles uh, for two games. They do. My cat is joining me for this show too, by the way. So if you hear some uh, cat crying, it's it's him. Um, they do play a few times four straight games against the same opponent. They do it against Vegas in, I guess you could call it a home and home. It's two in Vegas and then two at home. Then they do it again against, where is it? Saint, no, St. Louis, they do three games in a row. Uh, Minnesota, they do it four against Minnesota. Again, two at Minnesota and then two at home. And I thought there was one more where they do it, but I could be mistaken. Anaheim, Minnesota, Anaheim. Now there's the St. Louis, San Jose. San Jose, there you go. Four, two at home and then two on the road for San Jose. So three different times to play the same team four times. It's like a series. It's like a playoff series. March is very friendly to Colorado. They play all but four games at home, including two, four, six, eight in a row, and then two games real quick. It's a back-to-back in Arizona, and then the last four to end March at home. So they are playing four games. The very first two games of March are in San Jose. And then those two towards the, or the, uh, yeah. And then those two towards the end of March, but you're playing a lot of home games in March. The opposite is true. When it comes to April, you're playing three, you're playing five games at home in April compared to two, four, six, eight, eight games on the road. Uh, so, and then the other two months, January is pretty much split pretty much, uh, February pretty much split. And then May, there's only a hand there's five games in May, but you do finish the last four games of the season on the road. So I think for the avalanche again, they're, they're in probably the weakest division. So, I think in that March is where you want to make your stand. You 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 have a lot of home games, and again, home games are 
what they are. There's not going to be fans in the arenas. Maybe in towards the end of March, if things are getting better, maybe you start seeing some of that, but uh, of, of fans coming back into the arenas. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how home ice advantage, how much it matters. Uh, if on, on different sheets of ice, I mean, that that's understandable. But when you don't have that that fan interaction pushing a team on, that that's definitely going to come into play. You, you can't really deny that. So um, I think it's uh, it's tough. You, you don't you've never gone through this before, so you can't say does this favor the Avalanche or does it favor another team. This is going to be you know it's it's like a baseball season. You're playing the same team multiple times. Uh, It's unlike anything I've ever seen before. Does it make me happy? No, but it's all we have. And we will hopefully get back to a normal season next year. But what we have is, is what we have. And um, I think, like you said, because the avalanche are in the weaker division, if they do get off to a slow start now, how they start is St. Louis, Here's your January. St. Louis, these are all two games in a row. St. Louis, L.A., Anaheim, San Jose, Minnesota. Uh, You want to start those first two games against St. Louis. Man, if you could take both of those games to start the season, you're you're off to a good start. If you can put a four-point difference between you and St. Louis right off of the bat – that's good. You don't play Vegas until the middle of February. So about a month, almost exactly a month. You don't play Vegas until then. And that's your four game series. The first time you're playing Vegas, you're playing them four times in a row. That's what we got. <laughs> that's the season that it's going to be. Uh, just strap in and, uh, Hold on, I guess, because this is and these games are fast and furious. You don't have more. Well, there's one point in the schedule where they have more than like two days off. I'm trying to find where that is. Uh, okay, in April, you have a game against Anaheim on April 11th, and then you don't play until April 16th. So that's four days off. And other than that, you are playing almost every other day and this is brutal like this by the end of of this season you know who is going to be left standing you just look at these these dates and it's day off game day off game day off game 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 it is just one after another you better be conditioned and uh you know the avalanche are so all right, let's uh, take a quick break. And uh, when we come back, we will talk about some of the critical dates that the NHL has put forward. Uh, and before we do that, we are going to hear from our friends over at Built Bar. And I have been saying that the the new year is is upon us and it's coming up and it is basically here. And what do people do a lot during the new year and the resolutions that they make, uh, they want to lose weight and they want to get healthy. So why not include built bar in that plan? I've been saying it for months now, 
Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar and energy bar on the market. Doesn't taste gritty. Doesn't taste like sandpaper. They are covered in 100% chocolate and they're soft and easy to chew. They are more like a candy bar than a protein bar. And they come in amazing flavors. 18 different flavors to choose from. And they always have special limited edition flavors too. So if you get in on their mailing list where they send you emails, they will let you know what those flavors are. There were just some great ones that they had just for the Christmas season. I don't know if those are still available, but definitely check it out. Uh, Some of the flavors that they have are caramel brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, banana bread, German chocolate cake, apple almond crisp. The list goes on and on. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy or girl. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber, and they're great for the keto diet. A typical flavor profile goes something like this. 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. So go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you get 20% off of your next order. Once again, that promo code is locked on and 20% comes off of your next order at BuiltBar.com. All right. Uh, we have some important dates. NHL is calling them critical dates. Um, the one thing to know is that January 3rd training camps start for the for 24 teams. Those are all the teams that made the quote-unquote playoffs. These seven teams that did not make the playoffs, they can start training camp on December 31st. So they give them a little bit of a buffer because they have not been playing since the beginning of March. Going on 10 months without playing a meaningful NHL game for those seven teams. Now those teams have changed rosters here and there, but by and large, a lot of those guys have not had a meaningful game in almost 10 months. That's crazy. So they're giving them a couple day head start. Uh, we know January 13th, the regular season begins. April 12th is your trade deadline. Now, let me bring up my calendar here. April 12th is a Monday, obviously. Um, and the season ends for the Avalanche May 8th. So you're, I mean, if there are trades to be made and the avalanche probably will be buyers, I don't know. I talked about this with the uh, locked on ducks guys, or excuse me, the locked on locked on sharks guys, but how the avalanche, you would think they would be buyers, but Sackick really doesn't do a ton at the trade deadline. Maybe they make some minor changes, whoever you're getting, you're getting them for not quite a month, right? The 12th, so you got one, two, three, four. Yeah, a little over a month you're getting them for. Um, not even, no, I'm lying. It, it's a, it's about a month, um, which is kind of, you know, I think the trade deadline is normally in February and the season usually ends in April. So it's, it's less than everything in this season is less than, including how long you have a player you might trade for. Um, May 8th is the end of the regular season. May 11th, and there's an asterisk next to that. May 11th is when the Stanley Cup, Stanley Cup playoffs begin. And we know how these playoffs go. These playoffs go by each four divisions 
will have their own basically final four. So you're doing two rounds within your division. The winner of that, those divisions, you get four teams, obviously, that come out of those four divisions. They have their own final four and for the, for the Stanley Cup title. So this says uh, pretty much that. They will be reseeding after you get those four uh, teams. July 9th is the last possible day of a Stanley Cup final. And that is also subject to change. So it's technically not the last possible day. So, but whatever. Um, How they are going to get the Canadian teams here, how that's going to happen, that's stuff we haven't heard yet. Um, So be very, very interesting to see. I think the NHL is just crossing their fingers that this gets better. This virus gets better. And with the rollout of the vaccines that are available, I think that they're hoping by May 11th, five months from now, things are better and enough so where they can bring a team into the United States. Or uh, if you can cross the borders, then they would just leave whatever team is up there, most likely Toronto. Um and you can go there and play. If not, they bring that team here, put them in some city, and you start your playoffs. That will be the one sticking point. That will be the one thing that we have to look forward and see how they're going to cross that bridge when they come to it. After the season is over, here's your postseason dates. July 17th is the deadline for teams to submit their protected lists for the expansion draft. So that is July 17th. Just a few days after that, July 21st, is the draft. So Seattle has a lot of of work to do in a short amount of time when they get those rosters of the people that they can pick from, and that's July 21st. Two days after that, on July 23rd, is and and the 24th, I guess, that's the NHL draft. So, uh, again, things are happening quickly. And then a couple days after that, on July 28th, is your free agency period. So, July is going to be crazy. You're going to get a Stanley Cup final. You're going to get the expansion draft, the regular NHL draft, and your free agency period. And then I'm going to need a nap because, wow, that is going to be... (laughs) ups and downs like you won't believe, especially if the Avalanche are in the Stanley Cup final. Uh, That alone would be enough emotion for an entire month. Uh, And now we're going to have to probably part with, well, we will have to part with a player and then prepare for the draft and then prepare for free agency. Man, Joe Sackick, uh, I don't envy him for the month of July. So get ready for that. Um, and then one more thing I want to cover before we take uh, our next break is is there is uh, some teams coming out now. They're saying that you know that they can put ads on the helmets. That's something that we had heard about. A uh, few teams have done it. I know the Devils have done it. I think the Capitals have done it. Um, and I think there's one other team. I'm not sure. And I, but so far, I think what the teams that have put ads on their helmets are the same as the arena like the prudential it's got the prudential logo for the um, devils they have not come out and said the avalanche have not said if they're going to do this or not 
Um, some people are up in arms about it. I, if you look at how the Prudential one and the Capital was, I think is Capital One, because I think that's their arena, I believe. Um, I think that's what the Capitals are doing. It's not invasive. It's not like NASCAR where it's just head to toe ads. It's an ad on the helmet. You lose the logo, which I get that part of it, but you got your jersey still where the logo is. Once they start replacing that, then I can get angry. But from what I understand, this is just one season. Some people think like, no, this is not one season. Once you open that door, uh, then the floodgates open. And it's only a matter of time before everybody does it. If that's the case, then that's the case. The NHL needs to make money. You know, this is not the NBA. This is not the NFL. Um, they've they've gone without doing it for so long. And if this is the tipping point where now we have ads on the helmets, it, it's just a sign of the times. It's what, it's what sports has become is advertising. It really has. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't think – look at the NBA. You know, the NBA finally picked up on it. It's not invasive. And I think the big thing is if the ad – matches up with the team it kind of softens the blow a little bit you know if, if it makes sense for what team uh is is holding the ad i think some people are be more apt to accept it than if it's just some random ad that goes to the highest bidder some teams are definitely going to do that um now if the avalanche do it at all they don't teams don't have to do this by the way um but i think you're going to see some teams do it and then maybe teams look at the financials and say, like, yeah, maybe we should do it for next season if it is allowed for next season. I don't know. I think the I do think once the NHL has opened that door, I think it's going to keep going because te- teams will see that they the, the money that they brought in for it and just keep it going. Um, but I think after this year, it might be an all or nothing. I don't know if uh, they will still allow teams like to have the option to do it. And as of I know right now, the Avalanche have not said that they're going to do it. So um, it's not the end of the world, but um, I know I know it angers some people, and I understand that too. The purity of the uniform; they don't want to like you know sully the the sanctity of the uniform, and I get it. But just the way that we live right now is we live in an ad driven society. Having said that. Go check out Bet Online, <laughs> our, uh, our our latest ad and our uh, fantastic. If you are a betting person, and I try to be, but I'm bad at it, and I can admit that I'm bad at it. Uh, BetOnline.ag is the place to go, and we like them already because they're odds for the favorites to win the Stanley Cup for next year are out, and they have the Avalanche at number one. So you know they're good. So definitely go check them out. Football playoffs are here. College playoffs are around the corner, and the bowl season is here. Bets go flying around like crazy when it comes to football. And NBA season has started back up. Pretty, you can They have a, a section of their website that's like a casino-based thing, and you can play blackjack or poker or whatever they, people want to play on that website. So uh, you can go to betonline.ag, sign up for a free account, use the promo code locked on, and you get a 50% welcome bonus. Whatever you put into your account, they will give you 50% more. Put $100 in, you get an extra 50 bucks. 
Put $200 in, you get an extra 100. Put $237.67, you get 50% of whatever that is if you want to do some quick math. So make sure you go to betonline.ag and visit them at, on their Twitter page, betonline underscore ag. And once again, take advantage of that bonus, that 50% bonus. Sign up for the free account and make sure you use that promo code locked on to get the 50% bonus added to your account on day one. All right. <laughs> Last thing I wanted to get to the NHL decided to fix a rule I think we've all been waiting for them to fix for quite some time. And that is the offsides rule. They have updated it to say the following, beginning in the 2020-2021, which is very odd, by the way, because it's technically just the 2021 season, but they're titling it the 2020-2021 season. A player's skate will not have to be in contact with the blue line in order to be onside. <coughs> Excuse me. For those that don't know, I'll just throw it out there. In order for you to be onside, your skate had to be on the ice touching the blue line. If your skate, if the entirety of your skate was over the blue line, but just hovering above the ice, you were considered offsides. Terrible rule. Uh, I think every single person has been affected by it at some point or another. And it definitely affected the Colorado Avalanche two seasons ago in the playoffs game seven against San Jose, where Gabe Landeskog was on clearly going to the bench as his shift was ending and was taking his step into the their bench. And because he was taking this step, he and and the avalanche had intercepted the puck. I mean, you can go on YouTube and watch this whole thing over again if you really want to, uh, you know, make give yourself a bad day again. Uh, because the avalanche stole the puck at just the right time, he was lifting his skate to his skate to go into his bench. He was still on the ice. <clears throat> he was offsides. The avalanche scored on that goal, but it was reviewed. And because uh, we now live in a society where sports are micromanaged and they are uh, viewed frame by frame. Even though he had nothing to do with the play, he was coming off of the ice. The puck was on the opposite end of the ice. By the letter of the rule, they got it right. Um, common sense says they got it wrong. And the NHL fixed that. So now a player can have his skate up in the air. Basically, you're taking the blue line and just extending it upward. Um, and I've seen some guys who their entire skate is over the blue line, even almost into the center ice section. But because that skate is lifted, that's offsides. I don't know why we didn't change that years ago, especially when you got the uh, instant replay in. It should have changed then, but it didn't. And um, I think a lot of people are saying, thank God, I think Gabriel, Gabe Landeskog is saying, wish I had this a couple of years ago, uh, but that I think now you won't have, uh, at least in that aspect, in that rule, you won't have a questionable call uh, change the tide of a big game. And that was a big game for the Avalanche. You know, they scored a goal on that exact play. 
right after he came off the ice, they scored a goal and that was a huge goal. And, you know, we went back and went frame by frame and saw that his skate was off the ice by <coughs> a couple millimeters, whatever it was. And then we remove a goal. I think it, I, I'm still not over that if you can't tell. So it's good that they fixed it. And, um, you know, we can, can't do anything about it now, but it won't hurt us anymore, which is a good thing. So uh, that will be it for today, everybody. I uh, got, like I said, final week of 2020. I think we all want to get through this season. Start fresh in 2021. And what better way to start fresh with, with a brand new hockey season? Very weird to say it that way, but uh, I think that's maybe, I think people are hanging their hat on, you know, 2020 was terrible and uh, we want to start 2021 off on the right foot, both personally, professionally, however, and what better way to do that than with some Colorado Avalanche hockey and hockey in general. We already have it now with the juniors and our season is right around the corner. So we will be back. Uh, I don't think we're going to do a show tomorrow, but we should be back. We're going back next week, five days a week. But I'm probably going to have, depending on what's coming out of the world of hockey, do uh, a few shows this week, definitely. Definitely three. We might do four. We shall see. Just stay tuned. Subscribe, and you'll get the notifications whenever the show goes up. So thank you for listening. Uh, appreciate it each and every day. And uh, that will be it for today. We'll see everybody on Wednesday. And definitely go to uh, LOPN underscore Avalanche. Follow on Twitter, Lockdown Avalanche on Instagram. And send any of those emails to LockdownAvalanche at gmail.com. We'll see you guys Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in. Go, Abs, go.